welcome back to another episode of Buffs and Nerfs. I'm Sam Hall, and joining me as always is my co-host, Andrew Lanza. Andrew, how does the day find you? It finds me well. It finds me well. I found the day well. The day finds me well. It's a little hot, but uh, no, global warming's gonna warm. What can I say? Or yeah, yeah, climate no, change, it, I guess. It sounds like you and the day were searching for each other. Yeah. We, hmm. we we found each other. We found each other. How yeah. are you, man? How uh, how you doing today? Oh, it's hot today. It is hot outside. So what better way to cool off than to talk about video games on a podcast? Uh, we, yeah, are, no, we, are, well. we are quite cool. Yeah. Um, so, Temperature-wise, uh, I don't know about like the whole... Well, I mean, we, we, we take our temperature every day. Sunglasses and leather work, jackets. So. Well, I'm, I'm always like 36. Actually, last night it was 36.2, so I'm fine. I was 36.3 last night. I'm like, that's the hottest I've like ever been. I think 36.2 is like the highest, yeah, for me. It's the heat, right? Mm-hmm. And... That's what people listen uh, tune in for for temperature temperature There you go. Count down the number ten temperatures. At number nine, (laughs) we have a hundred degrees Celsius. It boils with a boiling point of water. I got a fever of a hundred and three. Oh, you do? Well, then let's cancel the show. Okay, if you Um, if you're feeling sick, you should let me know beforehand. Just let me know beforehand, and we'll stop. So anyways, uh, before you pass out from your 103 fever, uh, you're the man to go to with these sort of questions. Uh, any video game news pop up for you, sir? Um, Yeah, there's been like a couple things. Like, obviously, we just had E3. We just did our, our I was going to say big E3 roundup. But I mean, it was it was a uh, it was a mediocre it was a small E3. slice. It deserved a mediocre roundup. <laughs> perfect perfect so we uh we kept the theme going of mediocrity exactly. if, if that's that's pretty much my life story yeah so we kind of we're kind of in this like you know slight lull after that but i don't know there's there was a couple there's one, one thing that was a Hit little with it. uh <laughs> that was a little dubious was the avengers game uh square enix's avengers video game it's the live service uh kind of looter brawler I almost said looter shooter, but looter brawler. It doxed its own player base. PlayStation 5 users, uh, I think it was just PlayStation 5 users, they um, had an issue where, as they were playing, their gamer tag along with their uh, IP address would just be on the screen. Like, it wouldn't, like, flash for a second or whatever. It was just, like, on the screen for, like, a while. Like, so, like where this, like, you would see your name kind of thing normally? There was it, just, like, it would go, like, it would kind of... I, I think it would move around. I only saw screenshots, but I... Like uh, the ones I saw was like it was always kind of like on the lower third, and it would be like your ISP, your gamer tag, and then there's also a bunch of numbers afterwards that uh, I don't know if that those mean if people found out what those mean your or whatever. But. World order rating and uh, registration number that's nobody knows about. Yeah, your your P, your Democratic people's rating of yeah, goodness. It it don't matter once they start rounding up the people who are against the system. Yeah, thought crimes and mm. all that. So yeah, PHOT so. Crimes. As, yeah, so essentially, like, obviously, that, like, in a in the virtual world, that's you doxing that's yourself. Crazy. Like, like that's, like, that's your personal IP address. And it was uniform. Like, like, everybody who played it had it happen to them. Uh, I don't know. I think so. Um, and then, the, the like, I know it was, a like, a widespread problem. And as I said, it, it was, uh, I believe it was just strictly confined to PS5. I don't know if it was every single person on PS5, but it was, like, widespread. Well, and then, as it was happening, it was... Um, Square Enix tweeted out like, "Hey, like currently, uh, players are experiencing an issue. Like, 
maybe don't stream at the moment. And everybody's like, oh, this isn't just an issue. This is like you guys are doxing everybody who's playing this game. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking own up to it. And then, like, I don't know, like a couple hours later, finally, they're like, it appears that some players are experiencing an issue where IP addresses, blah, blah, blah. All I got to say, man, is Ultron's uh, master plan to take down the Avengers have gotten wow. real lazy. That's it's lazy a work, Ultron. AR- it's it's just... an it's an AR game. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's Holy shit, yeah. big brain. Actually, that's massive. That's actually huge. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's smart. It's like all part of the thing. Like just fucking <laughs> like just ending. And the part best of part is we don't have to hear James Spader's voice as Ultron. Hey, don't get me wrong. I like James Spader. He's a good actor, and I think he's a seems like a decent dude. But he was the wrong voice for that very dull movie. Can I be honest with you? Be honest with me. I've only seen like the first Avengers movie. Like I've, I think you're, I've said this before. I've seen such random Marvel movies that I have like a basic understanding of the plot line. I've pretty much seen them all, but that's not a yeah. I've seen them all. Let me tell you about the Hulk storyline. No, that's like a yeah. You know, I've done a lot of cooking and I need to watch a lot of movies while cooking. And Avenger movies are great for that because you don't have to really pay attention. Uh, they're fine. Uh, but Age of Ultron was like, it was kind of dumb to be honest. But mm. yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, any other news besides Sony essentially, uh, I, I mean, well, not Sony, it was more Square Enix, the, oh, right, right, of, of course, uh, yeah, of, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe it is Sony, but I, I don't <gasps> see how, what if they're both working for Ultron? Oh my gosh. We're it's through the cons- looking glass here, people. Black is white, white is black. Like, not racially, just chromatically. <laughs> um yeah um as far as i mean i'm uh i'm I'm a, I'm a pokemon go player uh mm-hmm. that's definitely uh a game a mobile game probably the only mobile like i've dabbled here and there on some other ones if i have you know some stuff bubbles up to the mainstream aren't you the get, highest canadian it. score in candy crush i don't think i've actually ever played candy crush to be quite honest with you or like clash of clans like any of those kind of uh big like, I remember I played, well, I mean, I played a little Angry Birds back in the day, a little, you know, cut the rope, the, the old school, like original iOS games and shit. But anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big Pokemon Go player. Um, just hit level 47, not a big deal. Uh, but no, it is not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just drowning in it. Um, so, <laughs> so there, uh, over core, oh, like over, you know, the pandemic and like the initial like heavy lockdown and stuff mm-hmm. like Pokemon Go is very much a game where you need to go like you need to get out there. You need to walk around. You need to, you know, visit different, you know, you know, you need to explore your city. You need to visit landmarks. And obviously being locked down doesn't really, um, contribute to that so they made the game very accessible so you could play from home you could play you know just you know remotely you could raid remotely they had a thing where you could do uh you you could raid pokemon um generally you needed like i don't know you know a a few people like maybe five people or whatever to do like a legendary raid five or six people and now they made it so that you didn't have to be in person you could like invite people and you know there's just a whole bunch of changes so they're going to start slowly rolling them back and everybody is relatively okay with that except for one of the 
big changes they made is now you can interact with locations on the map like Pokestops or gyms or whatever at a like I think it's double the distance you were before. Anyway, it's an increased distance, like an increased radius from your character that right. you can you can interact with gyms. So everybody's relatively like, yeah, you know, where you know they're rolling it out, they're rolling back these changes, like first in the states and um, New Zealand, where you know New Zealand's obviously done a really good job with the pandemic right off the bat. Shout America's out to New Zealand. what's that? Shoutouts to New Zealand. Big shoutouts to New Zealand. And just into a Karen. I can't pronounce pronounce last name. The Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand. Yeah, she seems she seems like she's she's doing a good job there. So, yeah. So they're rolling back these 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 um changes in those places. Like America is pretty much fucking open. Like it's open at full capacity with no mask required. Anyway, so uh, as I said, one of the changes that now that people don't want reverted is this increased distance where. Mm-hmm. You can interact with uh, icons on the map, like gyms and, and stops. So that was a long-winded way to say that there is huge outrage now in the community about this change in particular, and to the point where um, the uh, community manager, uh, Liz, on uh, Twitter, like, took the brunt of the spear, like, took the brunt of the attack, and, like, the community just, like, unloaded on her and just was, like like just extremely rude there's like threats and shit and like she quit twitter and like man i honestly commu- being a community manager for a game especially like a live service game like it sounds like fun like oh you get to like you know um you know do uh do stuff with the community and you get to communicate with the community like that's your job essentially but you take the spear of the community's hate when it like when when something goes wrong you're taking that's like you're taking the brunt of that i i actually have to disagree with you from but agree with you because being the pro- community manager for a game especially a live service game does not sound fun at all i'm a i've i've looked at various live service communities and ooh, other than warframe they always seem happy over there but um yeah no i would never want to be a community manager because well, of the, well, what are you about? The, the the salt mines that is the destiny the game subreddit is always just so pleasant and constructive i don't know what you're talking about yeah it's because if you're having a good time you're okay your brain is wired to like focus on things you don't like it's a survival instinct it's like ah poison berries don't like them ah yeah, two if, if you like a thing generally you're just gonna keep liking yeah. it and just keep enjoying it but if you don't like a thing you're gonna take to exactly twitter or reddit or your rooftop whatever and just Parlor. Sh- yeah shout at the high heavens so yeah you so say she- shout at the high heavens or shout out to the high heavens because shout out to uh the galaxy for sure porque nos dos bien why not both no shout i don't know sh- sh- shouting shouting out shout outs to the high heavens how about Woo. that um, but yeah, so I mean, it's just like at the end of the day, people don't like we, we we've talked about it before with like developers delaying games like um, <clears throat> CD Projekt Red, like people from CD Projekt Red getting death threats and stuff like how like we talked about this before. But like if you're interacting with somebody, especially like direct, like if you're just shouting on a, a, a forum, it's like whatever. But if you're directing it towards a person, like somebody's on the other end of this, a human being is on the other end of this. Like how sad is your life that you have to like sit there at your keyboard and like threaten people and abuse people for doing their job. And also don't forget at the end of the day, the community manager has zero say 
in like how to actually make they're the game. basically a spokesperson for the company really. they're, yeah they're essentially just so yeah they that's like they don't make those decisions that best they can go like hey you know what guys i don't think the community's gonna like that or ooh, i think that's something the community oh wants, yeah i mean that's but, their job you got, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not the ones back. instigating stuff yeah yeah they're reporting back but it's not their like it's not their say they're not like you like you don't have people you don't have the community manager like on on like a they're not coding they're not like oh here let's improve the drop rate and just like you see the community manager just like turning the master loot loot dial like you know what i mean is it so a it's dial? Just, i always thought it was like a switch or like a, oh, a it's, lever it's, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big knob it's like a big oh, chunky yeah. knob like like from a from like an 80s hi-fi cassette player like just like one of those like really it's like it's got a bit of um it's got it's got a bit of resistance but it's very smooth it's a very smooth turn that's, I like it. And, and then that's how the, and then there's like a light too that like I'm increases so from so much like about computer red to, to to orange to green and then if you just if if you like jack it right up to the top there's like that yellow right at the top anyway so anyway, yeah no that's the, that's the news again that, that that pokemon news that was super long-winded but that 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 is the news i'm sure there was other stuff of course we're not going to cover everything we're we're not a news channel we like to chat that's right and speaking of chatting yeah i got nothing there but i'll just keep going with it so speaking of chatting uh today's topic if you will uh I was going to say today's special. Shit, I should have said today's special and reference the old show. Sorry, today's listeners. That's dating, That's dating ourselves. That's dating ourselves really specifically. Oh, look, it's a security guard that's a puppet. Feel free to steal here. He's a puppet. You can, He can't really stop you. He, um, he doesn't have legs. <laughs> I think they once in a while did the weird thing where you would see him walk off and they just have an awkward marionette puppet or something. I don't know. Anyway. I feel like I feel like there were there were like wide shots where it would be like, either a child or a, like a like a, a smaller person just like mm. from the back and they were just like showing or, walk away or he'd be back. sitting on a chair with super fake dangly legs that are crossed yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. also i haven't seen the show probably in 25 it's been years, a while so. it's been a while today's special anyway Don't you know that the uh the male actor from that is actually now the uh premiere of saskatoon are you bullshitting? Because that sounds like yes, something I you am. bullshit. All right, okay. now moving on. <laughs> I kind of, like, I wanted to believe you. I, it would have been good news, wouldn't it? Um, but <laughs> completely unrelated, let's just do a full stop. Okay, everybody, now today's topic, which has nothing to do with the last 17 and a half minutes of recording, is franchises. A few episodes ago, we talked about video games that got turned into movies. And now today, we're going to flip it and reverse it. and Flip the script. Uh, well, to quote Missy Elliott find out how I gotta work it. And we're gonna look at movies or franchises that are non-video game franchises that became video games. And video games based off these IPs and stuff like that. I think the ones I'm thinking of are all exclusively movies, I believe. Yes. Uh, mine... I know that one of yours no, is mine's not. not. Well, no, two of... Yeah, two, two of, of them, three, actually. Uh, Sorry, well, I, so one of them... I, so anyways, foreshadowing, I don't want to ruin the surprise. Let's... Human thing. So... The first one I want to talk about today. Well, first, mm-hmm. first, first, um, I just want to, but before we jump in, we also, mm-hmm. uh, we, we had a talk and we're like, okay. Cause I think when we first brought up this idea, you're like, oh, and like, you were like, oh, NHL, like 99 or like 2001 oh, yes. or something. Yes. A hundred percent. We, we are including sports franchises. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, mm, like sports game. Like I know it's licensed, but I kind of feel like it should be IPs. And then recently I was like, oh, one of my choices is going to be uh, WWF No Mercy for the N64. And then you're like, no sports games. I shot that like, shit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But I'm like, but is it a sports game? Is, 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 well, is wrestling say, a sport? 
I'm gonna say, like you we've said, it's like sports entertainment. Like you, you, I think we're the one who used the term sports entertainment, which is correct. But you know, you still have some degree of athleticism, even if all you're doing is taking falls and faking beating up other people. It, or it's it's wrestling still requires enough physical stamina and also doesn't have a narrative like uh story or oh, stories what of course it has a narrative it has uh, such a story it's not focused what, around wait, what oh. else what other like other than like days of our lives what other show or like franchise can can you like follow a character over like three decades like you're following this character's story over like three decades it's got a very strong narrative it's honestly i would i would equate wrestling more to like a stage play than i would to sports but anyway end of the day i agree it's it's i would classify it as a sports game no matter how much i like don't want to classify it as a sports game all right sorry i just need to take a second here on my notebook Topics not to bring up with Andrew. Page seventy three. Wrestling. Hey, I'm 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 a casual <laughs> wrestling fan, but that isn't like, so casual. I, for the last I, and a half. I respect I I respect wrestling. Like it's it's a silly like it's a hilarious thing. It's like big dudes in underwear wrestling each other. But like man, like it's it's all about like it's all about protecting the other guy in the ring. It's all about selling the other guy in the ring. It's all about putting him over, like making the other guy look good. And Wait, yeah, so like are it, both wrestlers trying to make the other guy look good? Do they both just yeah. suddenly collapse and it's like, oh, I know it just no, like killed me. Oh. No, like that's how you put on a good match. You like sell the other guy's hits. Like it's all about it's all about acting. And then like obviously yeah, there's true. there's in that. between there's in between like promos where you're like on the mic and you're like cutting promos either in front of a camera or in front of a crowd like or getting into altercations like you're like face to face with a guy you're yelling at them advancing storylines whatever like as i said i would equate it especially now modern wrestling like back in the day like there was you know very thin storylines and and they would you know it would be a focus on wrestling but like now especially it's like i mean i don't watch wrestling religiously at all i'm kind of like vaguely aware of what's going on but yeah i know as i said before i would equate it more to like a stage play than i would sports but anyway Way off topic, as you said, yeah. franchise, French. That that that's that's this is the this is the podcast today. It's long rambles by me, the podcast, and I God, and I'm not going to apologize. Ooh. Well, I I think you should first of all apologize to me. No, um, I apologize to the podcast. All right, so we're talking franchises that got turned into video games. I think I can't even remember anymore. And what we're going to start with is actually, I'd like you to start. What is your first franchise of choice, sir? Game franchise uh, well to start us off i'm gonna throw in there well it's it's, it's a double header but mm-hmm. the ps2 uh double header of uh two towers and return of the king games uh i think i just said for ps2 so i don't know if, if, if i didn't for you, did, PS2. You, you said it was for playstation 2 yeah it's yeah playstation 2 it's for ps2 uh i don't know if i made that clear but what platform is it on can't remember 3do Anyways, I was a fan of like old school licensed games, you know, like like the Batman game for the NES and, and like the DuckTales game for the NES that these these were licensed games that were better than they had any right to be. And then like kind of a lot. I mean, you still had like good licensed games like Aladdin, you know, some other Disney games. You had like Mickey's Magical Quest that I, I really liked on the Super Nintendo. But then you kind of had licensed games be synonymous with like shovelware and kind of like yeah, garbage. I remember that age. Yeah. That era, if you will. Yeah. Which I mean, it's still a thing. Like, don't get me wrong. It happened in like the PS2 era and whatever. But then like I was, when I was younger, I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan, like read the books before the movies. You know, I was a huge, I, I like, I'm still am a Lord of the Rings fan, but I feel like the Hobbit 
kind of killed that <laughs> kind of killed that fandom a little bit for me. You're talking um, about the Hobbit movies? Yeah, the Hobbit movie. Yeah. Do what I, I, I saw- did. Just watch one and go, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ignore these. That's literally what happened. I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan, went to the midnight showing of The Hobbit, 48 frames per second. Ugh. And I was just like, this movie was garbage and so i didn't i haven't even seen the second two so i went from like a a fan of the franchise to the point where i was watching midnight screenings to not even watching the last two parts of the trilogy because i was just like the hobbit was absolute hot trash Mm -hmm. anyway so i was a huge fan and you have the so the two towers game that came out for ps2 was um it had like an abridged kind of like fellowship of the ring part at the beginning where you played like i don't know the first i'd say maybe quarter of the game maybe third of the game was fellowship of the ring and then it did the rest and then it did two towers and i remember it came out um right before did it come out? it came out right before two towers i believe so i it was like in this kind of zone where like uh fellowship of the ring had already come out the vi- the video game came out and like two towers i was about to watch two towers and like obviously i knew the storyline because you know i read the books whatever but i like this is the first time playing a game where i was like obviously like the graphics are dated now but i was like holy shit like i'm actually like this actually looks like the movie like there were ps1 games that you know you know fucking like the phantom menace game and like Whatever, there's a bunch of other games where, like, like you're playing as the character from the movie, but, like, this, it's like you're in some kind of, like, made-up setting. Like, man, those, like, that Two Towers game, like, there were parts of that game that were just taken directly, like, there, there were, like, um like set pieces that were taken directly from the movie like like the um ogre fight i remember specifically that was like the room from the movie and like obviously as i said now obviously like i'm remembering it with nostalgia goggles and you go back to it like it holds up but it's like okay it's not as good as you remember it ogre fight the ogre fight in uh the mines of moria the ogre the big ogre the cave troll doesn't stop being like like, closer goes like they have a cave troll okay i'm sorry yeah well I'm so, thank thank you for your um for, for 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 your specificity. Is that even a word? Yes, it is. I'm not sure if it applies here. I'm not that you're being smart. Specific. You're being specific. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. So that game was like I had a whole lot of fun with those games. Like obviously, then um before Return, I around the time I don't remember exactly when it came out, but then then Return of the King got got its own game where it was you know just Return of the King, and then that one was cool because you got to play as like you know um like White Gandalf, like Gandalf the White. And you got to like finish out the storyline. I'm not even touching that white Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf the white, like when he's like when he's white yeah, robes. That's what he's called. No, no, I know what you're referencing. I know what you're referencing. That's what he's called. No, he's called Gandalf the white, not white Gandalf. Okay, I switched it up afterwards. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I just remember though in the in that first game, once you leveled up your character all the way, you got this like parry it was like a parry and then an instant kill and you could literally just cheese the whole game like as soon as you got that you could cheese the whole game with that parry instant kill it would just be like you just stand there wait for the enemy attack to you attack you like parry and then it was like a stab in the neck and then you just like wait for the next guy parry stab in the neck and then you could just like chain your combo hey man essentially the aren't learning from you and they're like well i saw him parry and stab a guy and my friends in the neck about eight times he wants he's not going to do it to me this time i mean if they're that dumb they get what's coming to them were they uh various orcs and goblins yep. then yep. they well, deserved it oh yeah they they were instruments of the of the dark of instruments of saruman so 
they got what was coming to them. But yeah, uh, did you ever play the the uh, Lord of the Rings PS2 uh, games? I feel like I did play because I did have a PS2, and I feel like I did play one of them. And I, but it's so hazy. I like rented it from a Blockbuster or something like that, and like played it briefly. I definitely didn't own one, as far as I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to think. I I I, I kind of remember the game you're talking about. Kind of picture it, but I definitely didn't play it a lot. So sounds good though. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it was <laughs> it was as I said the graphics uh, now are like they're PS2 graphics so they're whatever but it's like at the time man like I can't like that was literally the first time I've ever played it a game like a licensed game mm-hmm. where I was like whole like it wasn't like a 2D version of it or like a shitty like 3D platformer with like the character's face just like glued like this was I was playing the movie like they yeah. like there was like the Helm's Deep battle was fucking I was just like I'm at Helm's Deep. Like this is I'm fucking I'm Aragorn. This is the best. Anyway, that that, that was that was my fr- I, we're we're not doing it. This isn't like a countdown, but like no, that no, was no, no, one no, of no, my no. choices. Yeah, I'll throw it we back to you. Three choices. There isn't a ranking system here. Okay, yeah, now yeah, yeah. my first of three choices that are ranked is okay. Actually, a classic that I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of. Goldeneye, based on the James Bond franchise, which I actually this week just watched the movie Goldeneye on. Uh, oh really? Yeah. It's all right. Like Wait, it's kinda... it, was, it was your first time watching it? Oh, God, no, no, no. Oh, I've seen okay, all okay, the James okay. Bond movies. Uh, I think I haven't seen Die Another Day, the last Pierce Brosnan one, but I've definitely seen all the others multiple times. Like, when I was younger, I had the Time Life video subscription to the James Bond. Like, I've seen a lot of James Bond. And GoldenEye is a movie. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, once you see the modern Daniel Craig, like, full production value, big movies, when you go back to them, so they all seem quaint. Like oh, and they're all of, very cartoony. Like they're yeah, very like over the yeah. top, and like even like the older ones were like like very like comical almost. They had like silly sound effects and shit in them. Well, like it's it's kind of funny because the first two or three with Sean Connery, the very first ones, which were uh, Doctor No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger, Doctor No from Russia with Love are actually pretty much just fairly straight stories. Doctor No has a lair sort of, but it's more just like his place blows up. But and, but from Russia with Love is basically two spies fighting it out. But it's with with Goldfinger, like Fort Knox, at the end they start getting cartoony, and I've been doing this thing where I've just gone through all the James Bond films, and like it I gets feel like crazy. you do that every couple of years. Mm, no, this is my first time doing it in a, in a long time because I don't have like I just got access to them on Crave, so. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Goldeneye was this game. I mean, I'm assuming I don't have to ask. You've played Goldeneye. I am invincible. Yes, I played Goldeneye. Yeah, it's kind of funny. He then dies from being frozen to death. And oh, by the way, Alan Cumming excellent actor terrible russian accent just like and this is coming from a guy who does knows terrible russian accents like your russian accent is pretty solid you know i do not know what you're talking about i'm just here for uh your american rock and roll music um <laughs> there you go now that i've offended everybody with a slavic background hey my mom's check you know be cool checkmate um goldeneye was this great game like i remember i i got introduced i was hanging out with some friends and one of them was like oh you know check this thing out and man the number of saturdays i've wasted with that game over from like the year or two after it came out was just ridiculous like and it was it's it's kind of funny it's so in of itself it's a lot of fun to play i mean if everyone doesn't know what goldeneye is goldeneye is a first person shooter uh based upon the movie goldeneye with various set pieces but actually the key big thing about it was it was one of the first games to have four player hot like same room multiplayer like split screen multiplayer and what i 
realized, like, when I was doing a little bit of research for this uh, thing, watching a few old videos and stuff, is is how Goldeneye, not only was it just, like, a ton of fun, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I remember being, you know, back in college, back in high school, back in grade school playing this game, but it actually ha is one of the milestone games in video game history, because... A lot of the stuff it did for it did for the first time, and then translated onto games we're playing today. Like Destiny, definitely owes has roots in GoldenEye, uh, and a lot of first-person shooters do. It's I don't think it wasn't obviously the first-person shooter. That was things like uh, Doom and Wolfenstein, but I think it was the beginning of that era of first-person shooters where they went from very shooting that's about it stuff like doom and wolfenstein to becoming actual like okay now you have to do this and that shoot out the alarms sneak up on this you know like kind of like where it became more of a it, more depth to the first person more genre. like mission based there's more yeah exactly based, like yeah. it wasn't just about i'm at point eight i need Run to be at point b and, and everything in between shit. gotta die yeah exactly yeah. And then so like on, like no, like you don't have to just like get keys like find keys yeah. to open doors I mean, there's yeah, actually I like objectives objective at a certain point. no but yeah, yeah but there's objectives too there's like, there was like and, bonus objectives and whatever well, what was cool about it was it also had different uh what it, one of the first mechanics that it introduced again like it, it didn't introduce in the sense that there was a long history leading up to it goldeneye was this like thing that just suddenly appeared without a huge bunch of first person shooters beforehand that were nearly as complicated as this but what was nice is it also introduced things like difficulty level wasn't just oh the enemies take more bullets it was like oh now you also have to do this task and that task you have to download these files you have to shoot out these alarms you're playing on hard you know that sort of thing and, and, and they also had optional uh, objectives too i remember which was yeah, kind of cool a hundred percent and like to 100 percent everything you had to do them all sort of thing and so in the technical side it introduced a lot of stuff that you know today you can see direct roots from it in almost every first person shooter game and in fact almost every video game even third person games and stuff like that i mean i don't know how big its impact was on the 4x space strategy genre but i'm sure stellaris has like something from goldeneye uh but the, so technically it was great but social is also like i played video games with people before but this was the first where it became like what are we doing tonight we're playing goldeneye for eight hours sounds great you know it, it's it was it was definitely my first experience or at least for me with massively social video gaming where it wasn't just oh i'm over at a buddy's place and i'm watching him play or you know we're both doing trying to do the same thing it was the first like competitive like oh i'm sitting here i'm trying to hunt down my other friends in this like in facility or my favorite basement with grenade launchers yeah no so my my uh, the first one i wanted to talk about was goldeneye it was great and you you played it you must have some memories of this game oh yeah well, like, it, it's a testament to how much I've played this game because, like, I've never owned an N64. Mm. I've never owned Goldeneye. But I would say Goldeneye is one of the, like, the top, like, playtimes of all time for me. Like, mm -hmm. if you look at the, if I'm, if there was, like, some magical counter that counted all the playtime I've done, like, on every game, I guarantee you Goldeneye would be uh, top 10. 100%. 100%. Because yeah. I played it, like, so many times like when it first came out i remember um my buddy got it uh on christmas uh got an n64 on christmas with goldeneye or maybe he had an n64 before whatever it's it doesn't matter but got goldeneye for christmas and like literally we fucking like that i remember that christmas break like i would go to his house just like every day and play goldeneye for like 18 hours okay that's an exaggeration but like 12 hours of goldeneye like like that might be an exaggeration, but not but not by much. And we would just play it all day. Like 
Oh yeah, and like yeah, like you, you said, you, you sorry, lose. A di- so sorry, I was just gonna say you lose a, an afternoon of it. Oh, like you, yeah, you start yeah, at lunchtime, and next thing you know, it's like three in the morning. And you're we're like, oh, it's K hole the video game. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so like we would just get lost in like like you said, you had the you you know you had the single player, you had the multiplayer. Like there was just so much to do. You wanted to get all the cheat codes unlocked, so you mm-hmm. had to do like you know you had to beat certain missions and within certain time. And like I remember watching my friends. Like I, I was never that good, but I remember in the single player, like watching my friends try to compete, like try to complete the, um, like the the cheat code objectives, and like just even if you like touched a wall, like your like shoulder, like like touched a wall for a second, you slow and you're like, oh yeah, reset, like and like it's you're not gonna do it. And like what's super cool about Goldeneye too is I don't know how much you know about the development of the game, but are I mean, you talking about the fact that it was just an add-on they came up with at the last moment? Well, yeah, well, I not just aware. that, but also it's like, um, like the fact that the whole entire game was made by, I think like six or seven people or yeah, something like that are rare yeah. that the, um, multiplayer was done by like, I think one guy in like a couple weeks, like right before the game was going to launch, they're like, Hmm, you know, it'd be cool is if this game had a multiplayer yeah. and like the guy's just like, yeah, you know, let me whip something up. And in fucking like, I think like a cu- literally like a couple weeks, which is insane. One guy created the most iconic, like, like the golden multiplayer is like, that's absolutely iconic. Like you like, like you were saying, it's such a benchmark. And obviously like, you know, you had games like, you know, Turok on the 64 before you which had games good. like, yeah, yeah. It, oh, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was no golden eye, but you had like, you know, you had obviously like Doom, like you said, Wolfenstein, whatever. Um, you had these first-person shooters that obviously, you know, Goldeneye, you know, borrowed heavily from. But like, it refined it in a way and made it accessible so that the average person on a console, which you know maybe didn't have access to this like multiplayer that you know PC users had been enjoying for some years now, like it put it into people's hope. So like, it was just so iconic. Also, the game started off as in like an on-rail shooter and like not much fanfare was given to this game either like like this is at the time like i was mentioning before where like licensed games were almost considered kind of like shovelware like it was like oh here comes a gold knife and like this game came out like i think like a year and a half after gold knight came out or like two years after gold knight came out so it's like here's a licensed game based on like a franchise like james bond which i mean it's like it had some resurgence with like the daniel craig but like i feel like at this time like it wasn't the most popular franchise in the world don't get me wrong movies are making money pierce brosnan you know etc they wouldn't keep making if they didn't make money yeah 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 but it's not like oh it wasn't like a star it wasn't like a cultural icon that it had been maybe 20 years before 10 or 20 years before Uh, i would say actually james bond uh it was only about like eight or nine years before when they made the switch from roger moore to timothy dalton that it kind of started sinking in popularity a little bit but okay okay, i remember it still being relatively popular back then anyway okay I'm, i'm just saying it wasn't like a, a worldwide like massive phenomenon so it's like it's like an i like a game based on a movie of a franchise from a like that came out like the movie came out a year and a half ago yeah everybody kind of like expected it to be like meh and i remember there was that commercial and like like this was like watching the commercial i was like holy shit like these graphics are insane they like showed him in like a tank i'm like you're driving in a tank in a city i was like what is this game like this game is nuts mm-hmm. and i mean it, it honestly lived up to the hype like it, it had some great it had some great level design uh it had honestly a pretty solid ai for the for the time like obviously yeah. it's an n64 game but like the ai was pretty good like they would kind of like search you out and stuff like that 
yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked the game a lot. Like I spent <laughs> countless, countless hours and then, like I brought it back. Um, like me and my friends, like once we were in high school, like we, we, we dusted off the N64, like the N64 already at this point has, is, was quite old when we we're at high, when we were in high school. So we, we, we like dusted off the, and we would just like, you know, fucking smoke weed and just play a shit ton of Goldeneye. Like that's, that's what we do. And then switch over to like, like no mercy. And we would just switch between like no mercy and Goldeneye. For us, um, it was um, Goldeneye and Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we played some Mario Kart too. Don't, oh my God. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But like, mm. I don't know at that, at that period of time, like those were the two games, like no mercy. And, and like, literally like we would just get sick of Goldeneye. All right. Put on no mercy. All right. We get sick of no mercy. All right. Put back on Goldeneye. Um, but yeah, so it was just it, it, like, like just so such an iconic game. Like I mm. like it's almost like that game is barely even a licensed game in my mind. Like I feel like like yeah. Goldeneye the movie and Goldeneye the game are almost like obviously they're like you know follow generally the same storyline whatever. But like they're almost like in my brain like two completely different entities. Yeah, I don't. When someone says Goldeneye to me, I don't think oh Pierce Brosnan's uh, first outing as James Bond. I go oh yeah video game. You know it's like and then I'm, like I that's a good take point. Me- yeah. It doesn't take me a while to remember it's a James Bond franchise, but it definitely is. It's like Goldeneye, the video game that happens to use the James Bond thing. The only thing that was they terrible. They made a movie of the video game? <laughs> I'm sure with age, that might actually be uh, something I start thinking. But uh, yeah. Did you ever no, play the sequel, like the, the remake? I did. Of- I actually. Uh, oh, the, the, oh, sorry. I thought you were going to talk about the next couple. I did both, actually. I played the next couple, which weren't as good. And I also did play the. There was a remake for pc if i remember correctly it was on i think it was, i think i played it on gamecube I think oh I well i didn't play it on game I, I remember i played someone i think it might not be the same thing you're Maybe talking about because somebody made a recreation of golden i was i feel like it oh might no be no more... this was an official this was an official remake okay then i don't think i played that i played the recreation which was it was still kind of fun but it was like the truth is like golden if you played it today you'd be like this has its issues. Oh, you know, it's you, it's aged quite poorly. Like yeah. like the movement, like you can't jump. You can like yeah. hi- like you can't do anything. Like you you can't like really move your. You have to like stand in one spot and then like then move. You can like move your reticle around. Yeah, like it's it, it's rough. It's rough. But we can agree, it is still one of the landmarks in the history of gaming. Oh yeah, as well, like again, like as I said, it was made by like six people. So like shout outs to those six people at Rare who like made that game. Like Rare at that time too was just like knocking it out of part out of the park with every release. Like they were just on such a such a hot streak. So like that was like I feel like that was the fucking that those were the golden years. I mean, you know, they're still putting out stuff, but uh, I don't know what they're doing now. Um, I, can't, I can't recall. I should look that up for this. Anyways, that was going to be my segue into your next game, but thank you for reemphasizing it. And now my segue into your next game. Your next game, Andrew, speak. Ah, my next game is... <laughs> Clucky for God. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Dude, I literally I was I like I was like you. blanking on what it was. I knew what my final game it's was, but I was like, did you want to tell you? I can tell you. No, no, no. I remember okay. that because I I looked it up when I sent it to you. Uh, my second game, my second choice. Again, not a countdown, not a countdown. Second choice overall, mm-hmm. um, non-denominational. Uh, so the game you think is better than the PS2 no. Lord of the Rings, but not as good as whatever your third choice. Actually, is. Yeah, yes, you know what? They are, it is better than the Lord of the Rings wow. games. Is the spider-man uh game for ps4 this game was uh i heard a lot of good things about it i was like i need to uh i need to pick this game up and 
I was hooked. I was like, this game, like as soon as I started playing it, it got its hooks in me. It looked beautiful. It uh, controlled beautifully. This was one of the times that like, I know it's probably like has been said a million times as like super cliche. I think the cliche was like with the Batman Arkham Arkham Asylum and like Arkham City games where it's like you really feel like Batman and it's like this game it's like I, I like I can't help but say like you really feel like Spider-Man. Like just like the movement and like the speed and just like like the way you traverse the levels everything just really made you feel like spider-man um this was one of the few games where there was a fast travel option and unless i needed to go like completely across the map i like almost never used fast travel because just web web swinging around uh new york was just so much fun and like what was really cool too was like i've been to new york a um and also we played a shit ton of division so it's like i went uh, i went to new york before the division but so I went, i've been to new york played a shit ton of the division so it's like once i started playing spider-man i was just like i don't know it felt like kind of like coming home like i don't know like it definitely felt very uh familiar and you could definitely obviously pick out like all the big landmarks like i've been to in person like and i've been to in the division and now of like i'm like web swinging around this area like i'm kind of familiar with um as spider-man and the webs like when you're web slinging in between kind of point a to point b like like there's it's almost like you can literally just hold a button and just like kind of like just go but also there's kind of like a skill cap to it where you can get faster and like do acrobatics and like make yourself go faster and faster and kind of like jump off different points and like kind of like you know you very much it uses uh your momentum in a very good way not only in uh the movement but also in combat the combat was super fluid I don't remember where I saw this, but there I, I read a thing where in Batman, it, like they compared the um the the fighting is very similar in in the Batman series and it is uh, compared to the Spider Man series, but the biggest difference is and I'm not taking credit for this because I read this online, but like the Batman games are all about like waiting for your enemy to attack and then kind of like it's almost like a kind of like a judo and it's like redirecting your enemy's force, so it's like it's a lot of like parrying, a lot of like anticipating their attack, so it's like you're kind of like on the back seat not a backseat you're like on like you're like on your heels like waiting. You're on the defensive more than you yeah are on the while like yeah. spider-man is the opposite it's like spider-man is like forward momentum you're going after your enemies you're initiating the attack and you're just like you can just really like chain combos nicely you have all your little spider gadgets and shit like that a couple of them are super broken but you have all your little spider gadgets that you can like incorporate into your um into your combos and shit. Um, you had a solid story, like I don't know, like the my biggest issue with it, and we talked about this in another podcast that like um we talked about. Uh, I think it was games that would have been masterpieces except for like, you know, one yeah, critical the, the, flaw. The, yeah, yeah, I remember. So I remember, so I talked about in that one where this game would be a masterpiece, but it does have these sections where you play as Miles Morales and you play as uh, Mary Jane which just grind the game to a halt like these are like really poorly implemented stealth sections where it's like i'm playing a spider-man game i want to be spider-man i get why they did it because they can invest x amount of dollars into like the amount of like so it's like okay when you're spider-man you're jumping from room to room to room to room they got to design all these rooms they got to make all these encounters while and then you blast through that in like whatever 10 minutes but then now you have the stealth section where they need to create like x amount of assets you're in one area and you're there for like 20 minutes or whatever half an hour and it's like they just stretched out the game for half an hour for x amount of dollars so i get why they do it it just really it just really felt out of place like they weren't fun the stealth mechanics weren't great there's one with mary jane where you like had to like go around and kind of like 
get an angle on dudes and then tell Spider-Man to come. Like, it was in um, Grand Central Station, I believe. And you had to, like, get Mary Jane to, like, um, tell Spider-Man to come and, like, grab dudes and, like, fucking stick them to the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was the, that was my biggest issue with the game. But otherwise, like, yeah, like, I, I platinum the game. It's, I mean, I don't platinum games very often. But that was definitely one of them. I, I really liked it. Uh, you, you didn't play that one, right? No, no, I didn't. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't interested. It was just sort of like I was interested in other games and stuff like that. Uh, I got to say, I've, I've my experience with superhero games is based on a lot of like we were talking about the shovelware and shitware from the 90s that were sort of like, eh. So like I, I definitely... It, also just being a superhero is not my thing i'm not i'm not that huge into superheroes even i mean i've just earlier said i saw all the marvel movies but i mean i've heard though this is good that one is good and it is one that like if it was on pc i'd definitely pick it up but i don't know if i'd go back to playstation 4 just to get it sort of thing so yeah well there is the ps5 i haven't played the ps5 um i know there was like the ps5 version that came with it's like the miles morales is that Actually, you, you you raised a question that I was going to ask. The PS, the the Spider-Man on the PS5 is that the same as the PS4? Just it has more Miles Morales section, or is that a new game with Miles Morales? Well, I, I believe when you buy the Miles Morales game, because um, yeah. it's like it's not like a full game. Like I, like I think the Miles Morales game is kind of like like a reskin slash expansion. Like you play on the same map, and like I'm sure you probably go to some of the same and places. Do you have the same like story beats and stuff like that? No, no, no. It's like a completely different game. It's a completely different okay. storyline. But then also when you buy that game, you get the uh, PS4 uprised version to PS5 hmm. uh, game, which I have seen comparisons. And it's like when you're on the PS4, like especially I was on the, I'm playing on the OG PS4, not even like a, a PS4 Pro Represent. or anything. Um so it's like when you're web slinging, like you are getting a lot of like forward, uh, like you're getting a lot of speed, right? Like you're, it feels like you're going very fast, but it's like everything's like blurred. Like especially when you start going fast, it kind of like does this thing where the camera like kind of like goes kind of like pulls behind you and it's like the like the focal length kind of changes and then it's almost like just kind of like not like vignetting but it's almost like there's just kind of like a like a motion blur is like added Mm -hmm. to everything on the ps5 like you like that's damn near non-existent it's like you could like pause like any frame and it's just like crystal clear like it looks the web slinging like because you're going so fast on the ps5 version it looks so crisp like it looks so so good that that game and like some of like the fucking um like what they did with like the like the reflections and the lighting and stuff like that. I don't know if it has ray tracing. Or, I don't think it does. It, it totally I feel like might. the PS5 doesn't do yeah ray tracing. So anyway, but it was just like it it, lo- it looks insane. Like I remember watching yeah. a video where they they compared it and it looked really good. And I feel like you no, know, even though I have played the PS4 version, once I eventually get a PS5, which I'm sure I will at some point once I can, once they're available, just in time for the release of the PS6. Yeah, honestly. Uh, well, it, the, Sony has said that it's going to be another year of shortages. Yeah, so, like, yeah. okay. Um, as a sidebar, I just I was looking at a news feed for something to mention, and I thought about mentioning the fact that like two things, uh, two news articles was uh, something was like GameStop now or uh, Amazon now has uh, or no, it was a PlayStation Store is now selling play, PlayStation Fives. Update sold out. Yeah. Walmart is now selling PlayStation Fives. Update sold out. You know, it's like yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's going to be, they said, it's going to be at least another year. Like, at least. So it's, like, crazy that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, it's just crazy that for, like, the first two years of a console's lifespan, like, people, like, the vast majority of people can't even get their hands on it. Well, pandemic and, uh... Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. Bitcoin slash just cryptocurrency thing is... Yeah, I say Bitcoin. Is a problem. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm looking... I, I'm doing other games right now. I've always got like three or four games on the road. I'm so non-committal. Uh, but I, I definitely will put uh, on your advice, then. I think I might put the PlayStation 1 I, on there. The, the thing I know uh, with The PlayStation you, Spider-Man, yeah. You, I, I know, I mean, I don't mean to out you, but I know you got a little bit of Carpal <gasps> Tunnel. Um, that Middle game... Middle age, everybody. I'm the vision of your future. <laughs> <laughs> that game like even me playing it like it's it's like very like button mashy like i definitely remember like playing it for like a couple hours and being like ooh, like like my arms are a little sore like i definitely need to give this a break like it is definitely a heavily button mashy game um okay, yeah i don't so- know that's yeah i was gonna say i was going to segue back to you that that's that's my second choice uh spider-man obviously based on the marvel character spider-man uh how are you what is your second choice my second best game no my second choice is uh it's actually going back to a franchise that you touched on lord of the rings uh but it's a different game give it a rest that's all we talk about lord of the rings and destiny okay this is literally the first time oh my god can you imagine if they did a crossover (gasps) lord of the bungee that idea is copyright sam hall whatever year this is 2021 lord of the glimmer yeah um, but my second choice is a 2014 game called Shadow of Mordor. It was, or sorry, Middle Earth colon Shadow of Mordor, which was a video game, uh, third person open world exploring fighting game, which used the combat mechanics of similar to uh, the Batman series at the time, where it's like you're like you, you actually had a beautiful segue into it earlier, where you were talking about how it was all defense. You kind of like wait, and then somebody attacks, you go parry, kill, kill, parry, kill, and you're like just reacting. And it was a big open world. It was fun. It had a bunch of the uh, Tolkien mythology, but it wasn't set right in the storyline i think it actually technically took place like before even the hobbit i'm not i'm not i've never been 100 clear on when it took place but here's what made this game great they had something called the nemesis system which people you did you hear about this when it came out you must have heard a little bit about it yes yeah so what it was for those who don't know was so you've got your general hordes of orcs and goblins that you're killing cool beans but every once in a while there's these tough sort of slightly tougher named goblins show up orcs show up and if they attack you and kill you you survive like it's, it's one of these games where part of the mechanic that's built into it is you can't actually die die you just kind of oh i'm turning into ghost and i'm back into like the last spawn point that i passed or whatever but then the orc who did that gets a bit of an upgrade as well so you end up like i remember there was this one orc he had something like Gaglog the flame headed or something like that i remember if he fire and arrows were his thing something like that and this guy killed me like two or three times and by the end of it he was like a i think i finally took him down once he was like i'm gonna say like a war chief or something like that like he had started off as because it's not just the orcs remember you there's also like a ranking system that you have to work your way through you have to take out these war trees but take out their bodyguards but taking out the minions below the bodyguards and again gargog or whatever this guy's name was started off as just like a generic so but he's the one who killed me i think he might have actually just been like a generic uh horde enemy but he's the one who did the uh, killing blow on me so he then got promoted and he was always like oh you again i'm tired of killing you because every orc is from apparently south london and it was great like there was something about having an enemy who was like a killing me and enemies in general who had personalities and sort of like i mean they weren't the most complex personalities you'd have one coming up saying like listen man i'm a pacifist orc it was just so interesting to be in a game where 
you kind of had a rivalry with this one guy who wasn't just the big bad of the thing that you're trying to take down at the end. It was just like this one orc just kept killing me. And when I finally killed him, I was it was one of those like, yes, moments where you like shout yes. And your neighbors go, okay, did you did you kill him like in part of a storyline or was it like, no, you it was just random. Like this guy yeah. wasn't he wasn't like a mission boss or anything. It was someone yeah. on a mission. He was just this dude who kept the thing was like, you'd be trucking around going like, OK, I'm head over to that checkpoint 500 meters away or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then just suddenly it would do this thing where suddenly the, you knew you, a guy showed up because the camera would get taken away from you and like zoom in on this guy's like who just happened to be off there going like hey oh i know you i've come back to challenge you uh, and like that oh, could have been like again. a different guy for like every person who played the game yeah right? yeah because there were variations based upon skills and weapons names sort of things so we, everyone played this the guy just game. had your number Oh yeah, he had my number. He and, and like does, I said, killing don't they was like the level moment. up too? Like every time they kill you. Well, that's you what or I'm saying. Like, like every time they kill you, they get they go up a bit in rank, and I think it's oh, okay, okay. just level power, part. but also rank. Sorry, so rank and level were kind of this. They're different, but if you went up in quote rank, uh, like in, in within the structure, they probably also went up in power. Like if they were level ten, they'd be level fifteen, that kind of thing. Yeah, those numbers are not exact, but and it was great. Like and it also had like the fun of uh, I like a That's big a really cool world. mechanic. It, it was, and uh, the second uh, the sequel to it, um, War for Mordor or whatever it was, I can't remember what the second one was called. Was good in many ways, except I remember I can't remember what it was now. I should have done more research on this, but it had a little mechanic where I remember. Oh, do you remember what it is? There was something that was just awful about it. like you had to get loot boxes or some shit like no, that. No, no, it was um it was essentially like oh, two thirds through the through the campaign, you hit this like wall of XP where it's like, okay, I'm finished like I'm finished the storyline up to this point, and to progress the storyline, I need to be like level 70 and i'm like level 50 right now but like i can't play storyline missions so you have to grind right. like little like side missions and side quests and then grind like killing those like fucking guys that you're talking yeah. about like what are they called like the whatever uh, like. the i'm gonna call them nemesis like the, yeah the nemesis. so you got to like yeah. grind that so you have to just like grind little things or Oh, oops! We put an XP booster in the shop. So, yeah, or that was you it. could, yeah, I remember there was yeah some kind of or so you could. So bullshit. you hit this wall, this XP wall, where literally it's like, I need to grind like so much XP. But like again, like most games, it's like okay, like you play the storyline content, you're gonna be at about like you know at mm-hmm. about um level where you should be, maybe slightly below to encourage you to do a couple side things. Yeah. But like you're always like if you're just blast through the storyline in a game, you should be at about level. Like as I said, maybe it a might little be super bit challenging, below. but it shouldn't be impossible. It should yeah. be the kind of thing where the enemies are one shotting you without a sweat. Yeah, I, I just remember because you you know me. What's what, what like I love hearing about the 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 scandal, like video game scandal. If there scandals. is anyone in the entire video game world who is more touched into commercial video game scandals about uh, loot boxes making money at the expense of players, that is more in touch with that f- subject than you, Andrew. I don't believe that person could. Actually oh, there exist. certainly is. Nope. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it was essentially like, yeah, so you just hit this XP wall about two thirds of the way through the game. And it's like, if you want to progress, you either have to sit there and grind and grind and grind these little like nemesis or side missions or just like fetch quests, whatever, or just, you know, pay nine, like pay like eight ninety nine or whatever. I don't remember how much it was for this XP booster. And And then you get an XP booster and then you can pretty much finish the game. And yeah, and I, you know what, I do remember that now because I remember when I played the game, that one actually, other than that one little thing, 
was the superior game to the first one. And I remember when I made when I thought about these two games, I was like, well, I'll go with the first one because it did it first, and the other one was more of a refinement of that. But I was also like, there was something about the second one I couldn't remember. It was something to do with, I thought, loot boxes, but I guess it's basically not the same thing, but slightly different. But yeah, and it's a shame, because the second one actually does everything the first one did, but better, more smoothly and stuff. And But it, yeah, you're right. There was one thing I remember that was the reason for not choosing, and that's what it was. So... Yeah, I've I've never played the games, but I've definitely heard really good things about the first one and then good things about the second one aside from this. And like if you I hear if you do either slog it through or buy the booster, the last third of the game is then quite good. So, I mean, there is that. And like, obviously, this isn't the game develop. Like, this isn't like the designers mm. and game developers that are like, ooh, we're going to put in this like XP wall, like two thirds of the way through the game. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're like, okay, we need to sell XP boosters. You need to implement this at this point. Like, that's like a corporate decision. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, like, so, I mean, again, and then you could see that. You know, people put like people that make these games put their love and heart into these games because the last third of the game then is apparently quite good if you can slog it through. Well, as one last final note on this, I do believe that the uproar around that was enough that eventually it got. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think like they fixed. I think they nerfed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say right now, if you ever see it for sale and you're just like, "Eh, you know what, I'm looking for a cheap ass game, maybe throw it on Steam. Is it on Steam? Oh yeah, I played it on PC. I'm almost oh, yeah, so it's on Steam. Steam Summer Sale. Right I mean, if it's like if you can if you can pick up the first one for less than ten bucks, it's fucking worth it. It's a it's a fine game. Like it's a lot well, of fun. Steam, Steam Summer Sale has already just added like three things to like. I just bought like three games. Oh yeah, no, I've uh, I've been purposely trying to avoid it because I've, I've been going on a game purchase. I'd never have had so many goddamn icons on my desktop for video games. You uh, have icons on your desktop? What is this? Nineteen ninety six. What am I going to do? Launch the Steam thing and then double click on it? I just double click on it. It doesn't anyway. It doesn't anyway. You have to launch it. When you click the thing, it launches Steam anyway. So might as well yeah, but I don't Steam. have to get the. I don't have to then go to my library, double click on the thing in my library. Ah, I, just I like click that. Right I like that. I, I, my desktop is oh, clean. Oh, so now who's the archaic person? Who's the one clinging to your past? Oh, these typewriters are so much more better than computers. Oh, I really like my Vitrola. I don't enjoy music. I can't slowly wind. Des- I don't know. I don't. I, my desktops are clean. Like I, the only things are, that are on my desktop is it's like shit that I'm working on currently. Like it's like I think of it as like a real life desktop. It's like right. you're not going to keep all your like everything that you own on your desktop. Like that's and not, I don't. Me, that's I just different. have video game icons and a couple folders that I access often. Like I'm I, okay. You know, we're moving on from this game because it's going to tear us apart with uh, my love of modernity and your wish that we were still living in Victorian era with a uh, no. You're child the one sweatshop. clinging to the past. Oh no, no, no! You're the one clinging to the past with your. I've got to have the window open and then double click on the names. Listen, I've got bad news for you. It's going to open. The it British in. Empire has collapsed. And it's bad news for you, but great news for the rest of the world. But I know, Andrew, it's crushing you. Imperial colonialism is over. It's now about oh, is democracy. It? Is imperial colonialism... Co- no, have you, have you seen shut America? Shut no, have no, you seen not. America? That's commercial colonialism, not uh, imperial colonialism. You're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, if Trump was in power, then it would be uh, Lord uh, Daddy Trump. I read The Economist, okay? I, I know about these things. And I, about I, didn't know, things. I didn't know you. I didn't know you read The Economist. You should oh, no, make I do. that your Steam name. You know what? I might switch back to that, actually. That was actually my favorite of your Steam names. To okay, then I'll switch back. But... Uh, shout-outs to The Economist, by the way. Uh, no. Whoa. Did you just counter my shout-out? 
Yes. We're one hour Shut and six minutes into this, and you're countering my shutout, and we still have two games each. One game each to review. No, no, one game each. One game each. <laughs> yeah, well, two games in total, but still, like, uh, yeah. uh, God. Uh, okay. Guys, Buddha. we're Buddha. bad at this. Apologize for this long, rambling episode, listeners. Uh, stick with us. Next time, we'll just talk for 10 minutes, guaranteed. Um, so no coffee to, next time. You, no. No, oh, that's I, impossible. It'll just be impossible. us, like, like Just napping. be like, oh, God, video games are great, guys. What more do you want from us? what'd you say uh, that's like me anyway all right we're gonna get to like our final choices like two hours in <laughs> okay so andrew's final choice which we could also call his favorite game of all time is first of all i would like to uh do one little stipulation oh. i was really 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 considering putting uh kingdom hearts one and two Ooh, more specifically good. one mm-hmm. on the list but it's like uh, like you yes, already they did are. a Disney franchise. That's the oh wait what Spider Man. Oh what uh, yeah 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 no no it's it's Sony. No, but doesn't it, doesn't nope. didn't go back nope. to Spider? Nope. Oh, was nope. it back nope. to? Nope. Nope. I thought it's it, always Sony. To... It's Sony. Uh, Sony licensed it out, or no? Sony allowed Sony made the Spider Man movies, but they allowed uh, Marvel to put the Marvel stamp on it at the beginning. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah, so I was like, wait, did I? I was like, yes, I did. Wait, no, did I? Um, so anyway, no, it was more like, yes, they are licensed, like it's Final Fantasy and Disney mm. mashup, but it's like, uh, like I, it's not like a licensed storyline. It's like a brand new IP almost in my eyes. Like, yes, they yeah. use characters from Disney. Yes, they use characters from Final Fantasy, but it's like its own thing. So I was really thinking of putting that in there. But it doesn't try to fit in with quote Disney or quote uh, Final Fantasy canon. It's more just like we took these characters and vague ideas and. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like each Disney movie is like its own planet. So there's like yeah. no canon. Like there's there's absolutely no canon. And there's like stay you know, away from the Song of the South planet. Oh, that is certainly not incorporated into the uh, good. It, it's not a wonderful. Day. I'm old enough to remember and see that even when I was a young wee kid, I'm like, this strikes me as really racist. Jesus Christ! I never saw the movie, but it the would, only thing I know is like zippity doo dah. But like, I've definitely seen like YouTube like yeah, documentaries about it, and I'm like, ooh, this is. I mean, I, I saw it like when I was really young. I don't remember a lot about it, but I do remember being like, it's problematic. Uh, what is this? Anyways, so you were skipping the song South Plan, but uh, you decided so, not to go with Kingdom Hearts? What did you go my with? My favorite video game based on a franchise, or not favorite, but is... Favorite of all time, yeah. Yeah, is the Atari 2600 game based on Song of the South. Now, this... Can, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Whoa, <what? laughs> you know, I, I was like, that's horrible, but I am actually kind of curious to see what that would be like. No, but no, that's no, horrible. no, no. <laughs> Imagine mm-hmm. there was like what this game. You know, yeah, if, if if Song of the South had come out in the eighties, there probably would have been something like that. Oh, for it, sure, uh, there would have been a Song of the South Atari game. Oh my god, I don't even want to imagine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my not favorite, we're but my final we're, we're, choice. We're, we're making jokes about a horrible fucking film. All right, yeah, because fuck it, yeah, because fuck that film. Yeah, hundred percent is. Do you need the, me to remind you? Uh, video game Scott Pilgrim versus the World, An based excellent on game. yeah, which just recently came out for uh, I, I was on Origin. So you play like it was it was uh, it was a uh, they really really sit for you know current consoles and uh, Origin on PC. Anyway, so it's based on the graphic novel slash movie of the same name, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, now this franchise, uh, when I first, like I got onto this franchise very early, I'm not trying to be a hipster about this, but 
I definitely like, I think I was waiting for the third book to come out. So like relatively early, like I was waiting for like the second or third book to come out. I remember like when that was like the new book. Um, and like at the time, like this franchise was made for me. I felt like, um, like this it's kind of like like the Scott Pilgrim franchise is kind of like zeroed in on like a spe- very specific target demographic that I just like happened to be part of at the time. It's kind of like nerdy, like twenty somethings, like, like to date seventeen year olds. Whoa, okay, that's in the, that's a big plot point, man. Um. Uh, anyway, okay, moving past that. Um. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, and just, like, you know, people who, like, play video games, who, like, like indie rock, who grew up on, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, Nintendo, who live, who, like, it take place, takes place in Toronto, which we are currently living Am in. Am I wrong, or is Scott Pilgrim actually from Etobicoke, isn't he? There's some kind of background to him where he's not from downtown Toronto, he's actually from one of the suburbs, and I uh, think ooh, maybe, I don't remember that Etobicoke? exactly. I'm I don't think he's from Etobicoke. From, I feel like if he was from Etobicoke, I would be, like shouting that out because I, I know i know seth bullock from uh deadwood is from Etobicoke, ontario so i don't know i feel like i would remember that but i'm not gonna say no to that anyway so it's this really cool storyline if you don't know scott pilgrim first of all pause this and go watch scott pilgrim the movie it's great. directed by edgar wright uh the dailies work whoever the dailies off on that we movie, can't really talk about that we shouldn't talk about that yeah, it's out right. there it's it's been released you can talk about that well i mean at that point i wasn't really uh, the dailies off was a friend of the show name withheld because i know he would not want his name mentioned um was more the dailies off i just was kind of the guy who took his stuff and then turned it into avid media it's sort of like a very small part of the entire process so long story short edgar right now are best friends we got he's a friend of the podcast uh we're podcast, trying to get you're right yeah uh so Scheduling. yeah so it's, all it's, it's, it's this guy he's like 20 whatever like early 20s like 22 or something like that uh lives in like downtown toronto and like again like i was like at the time mm-hmm. like i was living in down no this was like right before i was still living i think i was still like living at my parents house i think i was in college but very shortly after during the franchise i like moved to you know i was living downtown um you know i i could i could very much um what's the word um relate really thank you that that word just brain farted in my head um i could very much relate to the character even though he's kind of not the best he's kind of shitty i like i really enjoyed the the graphic novel i really and then the movie was coming out and i was like yes like edgar wright directing it it just like every time any iteration of this came out like it just kept being like like it just kept feeling so made for me like i just kept mm. feeling like i'm like oh my god like i love edgar wright he's directing the movie and then like i find out that they're making a video game and the video game is a 2d brawler i'm like oh my god i love 2d brawlers and then not only on top of that one of my favorite fucking bands anime Gucci, a chiptune punk rock dance band they're like doing dance a soundtrack band. Is well, that a yeah, band that's dancing while they play, or is that no, a like, band? Yeah, like, they're, they're, like, like, they're like newer stuff is like more dancey than it is punk, but their like old stuff is more like they're chiptune, but like their old stuff was more punky chiptune, their new stuff is like more like dancey chiptune, e- like EDM chiptune. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it just kept being like, oh, like Edgar Wright's directing the movie, like Anime Noguchi is doing the fucking soundtrack to the video game, like it just kept being like, oh my god, checking so, off all these boxes for you, yeah, yeah. So, like, the video game comes out. And I remember when it came out, like, this is, I was living downtown at the time, and 
like just playing so much of it like with my roommates and like listening to the soundtrack like the soundtrack was so good mm. made by this band anime Gucci. like the like, i just love this game it had like such strong throwbacks to like so many old school games like very heavily like river city ransom for um the uh nes like you could tell like river city ransom was like a 2d like side scroll like well you know kind of like isometric 2d but like this like the side scroller where you it was like a beat em up but then you could consume uh different food items to like boost your stats so that definitely had like a like pretty strong rpg element which like scott pilgrim like brought mm-hmm. over and like it's just like such a throwback to like all those like double dragon games it's like you know um it's got that kind of like 16-bit style i i just i i loved it it had good you know it had secrets had playability you could play as different characters you could unlock new characters and um as i said then they brought it back quite recently what like what it was less than a year ago yeah it was like january or december or something like that yeah it was the start of the year wasn't it It was like yeah something like that so like six months ago or something like that with with like within a few months they brought it back um i did play it a bunch i felt like it was really buggy on pc i don't know hopefully maybe they fix that now but connections were the big issue i remember we kept like when we were playing with a friend of the show astrid shout out to astrid it was she would drop and then i would drop and then you would drop and then whoever was hosting would let you it's i found when we were playing it was fine it just would disconnect a lot i remember too there was a lot of times where like i'd be playing and then like i would just like die and then i would just like my body would just disappear like i'd have more lives and shit and then my body mm-hmm. would like just disappear and then like all the enemies would disappear happened. and then like i just couldn't do anything wait I just uh, be- did you accidentally turn off your television because that's probably what happened or your monitor no okay but yeah, so I I just really loved the game at the time. As I said, I, I did revisit it. It still held up, but I just mm-hmm. wish it was a little bit less buggy. Maybe now, I, if I revisited it, you know, six months on, they've, uh, you know, kind of Yeah, we should do that, that at some point soon. Just maybe I've been thinking about point. it. I, yeah. I, I added it to my Steam library because you can add, like, like, Ubisoft games to your Steam library. Yep. So I see it in there and I'm always like, oh, I should play that game. And like, I, I like it was, it's, it's such a fun game to play with other people too. But it's mm-hmm. just when you're, when you're fighting the, like, there's nothing more. I, there's nothing I hate more than when you're like fighting a game to have fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whatever. Especially and, when it's like you're playing with people. It's one thing I find when a game has bugs, but it's a single player. It's like, okay, can I, yeah, I can, uh, I got to reload fine. But when and it's so like, archaic oh, too, where it's like, even talk if you like, on drop Discord out, you can't, anything, yeah. Like you can't like join back like you like yeah. it's so like it's so like shitty to like try to like join games like I think you have to like create a session with the person and if they drop like you have to like create a new session and it's just like fighting the game and it, like technically like that it's just like I have such a like whatever I, I you know you drop once or twice it happens it's an online game I get it but like if you're just constantly like yeah. fighting the game the entire time you're playing it like gets really annoying so anyway that's that's a small thing but that's 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 my final choice um i'll throw it back to you i guess you do you have anything to say about scott pilgrim i know oh, no, you other than played it I, and enjoyed it yeah I, I played it when it first came out uh, played it with some friends and enjoyed it. i definitely didn't play it as much as you but i did quite like it and i really loved i'd say scott pilgrim honestly is like my second favorite edgar wright film after hot fuzz like I like Shaun of the Dead. Better but than I, Shaun of the, I was about to say, better than I Shaun like of the Shaun Dead. I like Shaun of the Dead. And it, it's like, uh, I've used this metaphor before with you and probably on the show, but it like Shaun of the Dead versus Scott Pilgrim is like, which would you rather have, a million dollars or $950,000? It's like, well, the million dollars, obviously, but it's not like the $950,000 is a terrible option either. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but Hot that, Fuzz that's is definitely my number yeah, one oh, Hot Fuzz is, is like, 
potential it's probably yeah. my favorite comedy movie of all time I, like, I, it's, it's in my it's top five so films fucking good and it's one of those so movies too where like you get like the jokes are very layered that like there's jokes in there that you'll only get like after like seven watchings you'll be like yeah. oh my god like oh they're playing that dire straight song right now like i can't even believe that you know what else is worth seven watchings what's that star wars movies some of them not the newer ones every single one is worth seven watchings i mean if you're watching seven rise of rise of skywalker seven times you're just a masochist at that point you're just like i hate myself this is my punishment for my evil thoughts i have to watch this movie seven times Uh, uh, exegol duh Duh, it's like your uh what's what is it the myth of myth of sisyphus or is that yeah one? yeah yeah who's who, the yeah. one of it, that's uh pushing the rock up the yeah, hill and then yeah, yeah that's, that's that yeah sisyphus, that's your yeah. rock that's that's you, you watching rise of skywalker is the proverbial and literal boulder that you're pushing up a hill yes except unlike sisyphus i am not dumb enough to just keep doing it after i pushed it up the hill once and went yeah you know what this rock can stay at the bottom of the valley break time, that's cool break time you like push it up once you're like, yeah, like, like, oh, like seven done. minutes you're like yeah, never, yeah. Why, why would i go back down there and push it Coffee. back up the hill because what is the deal sisyphus why was it so important that rock had to be at the top of the hill what was up there good point very good point thank you uh this is gonna light fox news on fire this this, this thought what 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 was that boulders need to be up that hill I know, I know, I, I know you're, I know you're tight with the Fox News peeps. Go on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm, I'm a piece of shit who doesn't like. Uh, you're a right wing pundit. 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 I like. <laughs> I thought you said pendant. I'm like a right wing medallion thing. Um. So getting <laughs> it. This has been the worst segues ever. So my final pick and favorite game of all time is <laughs> no. no. My final pick is Star Wars. <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic, two, I the agree. Sith Lords. It is a fucking great game. This is masterpiece. a masterpiece, absolute masterpiece. And actually, kind of like Scott Pilgrim. Now, it's I guess actually in the inverse. It started off a uh, real buggy, like that. That was Obsidian. And Obsidian makes great games, but sometimes you got to struggle through them. But uh, if you get the version that's on Steam now, it's basically been patched. I only out. played it on Xbox. Like, yeah, back in the day, I, I played it on. Um, I definitely, I think I played it on Xbox as well. I'm gonna say because I, I can't really remember the platform, but it's a great game. Like it's this really sort of interesting, nuanced story about the Jedi. I mean, okay, we're gonna talk spoilers, but for this game, uh, the fact that oh, what Kraya is a uh, is evil is is kind of like saying oh, what water is wet. No, what? Well, no. Like for the first time, like oh yeah, you're you're not a good person the way you're talking. You're you might be all like but i feel like they like, threw that in because person. the first game had such a good twist that they're like we need to have a twist in the second game Yeah, and it's not a twist it's like the, the twist in the first game which i won't say here because that one legitimately i don't want to risk anyone so not is that's a twist you're like and it's not a huge twist impactfully necessarily in how you play but it suddenly gives you a frame of reference it's a it's it's less of a like an instant or plot twist and more of a frame of reference twist you suddenly like everything you've done takes on it a dawns different on you, yeah. yeah and you're like oh shit 
Um, it's like it's like the twist in Old Boy, where it's like it calls into question the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> Some parts of it, especially Jesus Christ. But yeah, so and Knights of the Old Republic was Bioware fiery on all cylinders. It had good story both overall, and plus you travel between different planets dealing with certain local situations. They're all kind of neat and interesting. Uh, the group of characters, your companions, I guess it would be the best term. That's I guess the term we yeah, use. Yeah. These days. Your companions were all interesting characters. I mean, they still kind of bioware has a type like bioware there's certain characters they always like to have oh, there's tropes, yeah yeah like a big bioware trope is the attractive young woman who's naive about the world but earnest like uh that's uh leliana and the original dragon Age. and then you're kind of like and then you also have Mission also kind of like from- you're like rival slash second in command yeah. who like respects you but like there's also a competition there yeah it's it's very like uh, Bioware definitely, I would say as their games have gone on, have definitely moved a little bit away from those sort of basic tropes. But at the time, you know, it wasn't... Like, if you played uh, Jade Empire, which I think came out either just before or after Knights of the Republic. Dude, there are a lot of characters there which are like, oh, these are basically the same characters just in different games. But it's a great game. Like, and it's a good story. And it was one of the games where, like, I always... I'm the kind of person who always has to do good in games. I always choose the light path. And I felt like a light Jedi, you know, fighting. Same, same. And it's great, it's, and it was fun, and it's, uh, I would say the gameplay doesn't quite hold up anymore, it's more like, alright, I'm gonna attack that guy, and you just stand there, and your guy goes through the attack motions, and then eventually you kill that guy, and it's like, oh, right, now attack that guy. Yeah, it's like a very rudimentary turn-based yeah. action RPG type thing, which it has been- It is almost turn-based, yeah, it's like real-time turn-based, like almost a hybrid. It's, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, but it was a great game, like, and the first one was good, the first one was very, like, uh, straightforward, though, except for obviously this big- pl- thing that we've mentioned that changes a lot of the game at near the end but um but it was a go to these planets collect this piece take all these pieces to one place game end this one was more subtle and what things it did okay a couple things it did great one it was one of the few games i've played where the protagonist for about 10 percent of the game isn't playing you play as like there's a point where without getting into too many spoilers on narshada the pirate moon this guy remembers the specific moons goddamn right Hut for life, son. For life. Ew. And there's a point where the main character gets incapacitated, and then you you think, oh, I'm going to just wake up and, oh, I'm in prison. But then what happens, it cuts back to your companions who are all like, where the fuck did this guy go? Okay, now we got to go find him. Okay, I think he might have gone here. And then the companions have to go and rescue him. And so you're, like, stuck using the characters who aren't the super powerful Jedi that can just fight his way through, or her way through everything. And it, it, it was a very interesting, like... It had little moments like that. It had, like I said, a gray story where it wasn't cut and dry about good or bad, even though it was really like I mean, it was sort of like it tried it tried to go for moral ambiguity, but it was before I think like that art in video games had been perfected, the morally gray thing. And I mean, even to this day, no, you still yeah, have, it's uh, like uh, black and white. I remember pretty, yeah. pretty close. E- even today, like video games, when they say, "Oh yeah, morally ambiguous," it's like yeah, it's still it's like Andrew, will you? Give these puppies a good home by giving them to the orphans who want puppies? Or will you burn them alive so you have food for another night? And you're like, um, orphans, I guess? Can I just burn them and, like, not use them as fuel? Uh, no. Alright. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that because that's how video games seem to be programmed. You, You don't ever get, like, a... Can I just sell the puppies you know like to good homes but make a little bit of cash from this can split the difference uh but yeah so nice that, that's a very good example actually uh, yes thank you and uh by the way no puppies were harmed in the making of this podcast yet and Knights of the old republic was great 
it, it, the first one was good and the second one is one of the best engaging stories both from the overall story the little subplots mission structure of the places you go the combat the fighting this like uh what's fun is in the game a couple times you get constantly harassed by these three robots that are <laughs> like the bounty hunters that are constantly like, you walk around and you'd be like then it's suddenly you're doing the thing where it's like oh wait why am i going to cutscene then you see like oh you guys again it's like hello observation we've come to kill you you know and you're just like oh, okay I gotta you oh, guys yeah, are dead with that oh what's interesting actually as a sidebar is that what it's sort of weird you can unlock uh what's the, what is the, the hk 19 hk 47 that's the like assassin droid who becomes a companion and in the original it's sort of like hinted at this weird thing like you pick up these parts or something like that like it's kind of hinted but nothing happened but there was this cut content that got that modders restored where you actually go to the factory that hk-47 was built at because what was happening is those H- those three robots were hk-47 type robots and you go there and you shut them down and they stop uh, attacking i think in the game you just kill them and then uh, they they stop like maybe they don't even appear that much but it, it was interesting there was some little cut content in there but um yeah so i'm rambling a bit it's now literally an hour and 27 of recording time hopefully less time for you listeners um uh, yeah knights of the old republic sith lords fucking great i yeah i really really loved like that that game like mm-hmm. both those games are damn near masterpieces I, I think they're the best star wars uh video games that have been licensed so far with yeah that's what i was just about to say like i really like i was gonna choose you know maybe a star wars game too it's like you know we could do probably like a whole show on star wars uh games maybe we should uh well I mean, you know the well the well will run dry eventually and we will be <laughs> i'm looking doing... down that well it's nothing but like pebbles and sand at the bottom it's like oh shit Top what? seven video games <laughs> where you use a sword. Uh, top games where you play. Um. So yeah. So like I, you know, there's there's the Rogue Squadron series. Mm-hmm. There's the um, you know, like the the the, the Dark Forces. Jack Swing yeah. for the original PC. Uh, games, I never yeah. got into those. Those were I a did. little they were too. Great. Type was amazing. Those were a little too sim for me. I like I like my my uh, flying games uh, a little more arcadey, like mm-hmm. the uh, Rogue Squadron series, um, which you know the first one was a shit ton of fun. The the next two on uh, I believe they are GameCube exclusives um, were really great as well. Uh, like you know you have uh, like the Jedi Jedi Outcast. You have the Jedi mm-hmm. Academy games. Um, Dark Forces the- first person shooter. Really yeah, it just goes on and on. But I mean, those were I'd probably. I mean, we we did double up on Lord of the Rings, but I didn't want to double up on the double up. Yeah. So so yeah. So I like. There's just so many good Star Wars games. So many bad Star Wars games as well. Mm-hmm. Probably my, one of my least favorite games of all time is the Phantom Menace game, and we've talked about that. Oh one, yeah, I remember on separate podcast. That's one of the worst games I've ever played. And like as far as licensed games goes, again, even even as even just as far as games, but yeah, the um. The uh, uh, KOTOR games are, you know, just absolute masterpieces. It's it's Bioware, like you said, like that's at their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 flexing their creative muscle. They're you know taking chances. Um, I have them on Steam. I haven't played them yet. Again, like I think they were like two bucks each, so I just like grabbed them. I don't even think they were on sale. I think they're just like standard, like like mm-hmm. two two forty nine each or something. I think with the second one you have to do something about the pod racing parts. There's something like you have to Yeah, swoop bike racing or whatever. Swoop bike racing, yeah. Swoop bike oh racing my is in God. there, but there's, I did there's so an issue much it. of that. I love the swoop bike racing. Mm. What there was an issue with it on, on PC? 
Uh, on PC, I think there um, I think there was a ver there's something about the current version you have to mod it or patch it or look for a patch or something to get it to work. It's something about like cuz uh, back then I think the CPU speeds were measured differently or something like that. It's like a technical thing where you have to force it to switch over to looking at it from the perspective of a modern computer. Not in the same way that just you you update a game for Steam, but there's something about the internals of it. I can't remember what it was, but long story short, too late. If you want to play it on PC, make sure you look into that because otherwise you can't beat the pot racing parts. Uh, pot, uh, swoop bike racing. Not that it's urgent. It's not plot important. No. Well, I think there is a there is like a storyline that involves. Yeah, but it, you can racing. go the whole game without yeah, swoop yeah, bike racing, sure, and sure. you're fine. Yeah, and like I I definitely remember like it's a bit of a slog to get your lightsaber. I remember you kind of yeah. get the lightsaber like a quarter into the game, like maybe a third even. Um, I remember it's like a while and I remember being like, oh, I just want this fucking lightsaber. You have to like travel to like three different planets to like get like like the Kaber crystal, the focusing lens, the hill, yada, yada, yada. Kyber crystal. What did I say? Kaber? Kyber? Whatever. Yeah, Kaber is those big logs the Scottish people toss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, so, it's a great day to be here for the Jedi. Yeah. So I, but then I remember being like, oh, this is taking so long to get your, my lightsaber. But then when I finally got it, I was just like, yes, like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, I'm so happy. Um, I had, I remember I was like role playing as like Mace Windu's like early ancestor, like early, like, I don't know how, like his like great, great, great grandfather in my head so I, I was like i had like the purple lightsaber and stuff um my guy looked like mace i mean uh yeah like mace windu uh so yeah like i, I remember like having so much fun with that game I, I definitely need to go through and play them again because it has been like i played them on the original they're xbox worth it. They're worth it. uh so like how i don't know how long ago that is like 20 years ago i probably played them maybe a little bit less but um yeah it's been a long time actually i played the f the the first one on ios i remember i didn't beat it but i got probably about like eh, maybe like halfway through the game on ios so like it was mm -hmm. serviceable on on ios like it's definitely like lended itself well to like a touch control but it was a little like i remember it crashed a bunch and i think it, that was like like because you have to save in that game i don't i don't believe there's an auto save or maybe the auto save just didn't kick there is in. but it's very like you have to you have to I like advance the storyline or something or right? no you have to like travel between specific like you're usually i think in the first game you end up on uh i want to call it tarsus or tanis or terrace this uh city planet and like it only did the autosave i think when you went from like one huge chunk like from the ground level to the basement level not between the section ground level but yeah well, the, the I, I, I just hard in between there. yeah i just remember i was playing the game and like I had been playing for, I don't know, like an hour or something or like two hours and like just did a bunch of shit. And then like the game crashed and like I lost all like that last two hours of play and I just like never went back to it. So, yeah, I don't know if that was uh, an iOS thing or whatever, but I just yeah. Anyway, so it's been a long time since I played them. Definitely got to revisit them. Yep. And uh, one last note, I'd say this because I 100 percent it's kind of related to what you said about so long to get the lightsaber. When you level up in the game, you get, oh, I'm going to choose this skill or that skill. And I was always, the first, I remember I did it when I played it the first time. I was like, oh, there's lightsaber skills? I'm going to focus on this because I'm going to kick ass with that lightsaber. And just kept putting like skills into it. And I was great when I got it, but the first of all, I'm like, oh, wow, I really am not that tough because... Is this a lightsaber? No. But it's it also cool because like, you didn't even need to... like Once you got the lightsaber, you could still just keep using a blaster if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, you could. But uh, I don't think... 
I would bet you 80 or more percent of the players who played it, as soon as you got the option for the lightsaber, you just use the lightsaber. You could force jump oh. to things. It was great. It was and great. yeah, I remember, actually, I remember I was the, uh, I had the purple lightsaber. It was a double-ended purple lightsaber. I remember specifically, like, Ooh. just so much fun. So Mace much fun. Mace Windu like, slash Darth Maul. Yeah, Mace was, Maul. Yeah, it was like, I, th- I think I, I actually I remember my guy's name. It was P. Diddy Windu. Because, you know, remember P. Diddy and Mace <laughs> from, like, from Bad Boys? You know, it sucks we're on a podcast and you can't see that I'm shaking my head. <laughs> with, P. Diddy Windu. With uh, that wonderful note, I think this might be a good time to wrap up our now hour and 34 of recording time. Again, I hope it's much less for you listeners. There, there's not a lot. I feel like we could cut out. There wasn't like a, oh boy, I'd cut that out moment. Thank you for listening, Andrew. Always a pleasure. Sorry, this seems like rushed ending to it. Uh, yeah, and I just want to say, uh, if you like what you heard today, please check out other uh, podcasts on the Mind Refinery channel. They've got a great shows on a variety of topics. And uh, feel free to follow myself and Andrew on uh Instagram, I'm at Sam underscore last name, all spelled out as one long word, like underscore U-N-D-E-R-S-C-O-R-E. And Andrew, your Twitter handle is? Twitter, I mean, you can find me on whatever. Or Instagram. It's, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It's at L-A-N-C-A. It's E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's about it. You I can mean, follow us there, and then we'll post about stuff sometimes, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but uh, we'll post about this show, if nothing else, every week or two. But uh, again, thank you for listening, and I hope you have yourselves a good one. And if you're outside in the heat today, please, please drink water. Stay hydrated. Relationship! Bye. Bye. Bye.